In the beginning was the world. See, you think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and mollycoddles, huh? He's just Do you think Jesus is some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts. Hi, welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Ross Buttershaw from Christians Against Poverty. And uh, I've just found out that uh, Ross was born in Wollongong but raised in Newcastle, so he's a good New South Welshman. Welcome to History Makers, mate. Hi, how are you? Good to have you along. Our uh, co-host today is Wes Leek from Business Blessings. How are you, Wes? I'm excellent, thanks, Matt. I know you're very passionate about seeing people who are struggling with their finances get out of debt and... uh, get a vision for their life and uh, that's one of the exciting things about having Ross here with us on the show today because their ministry, Christians Against Poverty, are seeing hundreds and hundreds of people across this nation and around the world uh, getting out of debt. So if you're listening out and you've got money problems, like all of us, (laughs) (laughs) listen out for some uh, some answers today. So Ross, let's find out a bit about you. Uh, Tell us about your upbringing and uh, what what it was like growing up in, uh, in Newcastle. Well, you know, Newcastle, one of the greatest cities uh, in this country, of course. Yeah, yeah, look, um, when I was younger, you know, my mum uh, got saved as a Christian, and and that's really where I I think I got grounded in my Christianity as as just a parent who was passionate about God. Mm. And and my father didn't believe for maybe 10 years, and so she stuck it out and worked on him, and Mm. and finally, you know, he made that decision. But in that time, as a 14-year-old man, I I made the decision that I wanted to follow Christ. And I I remember there was a time where I actually used to have these nightmares of of, um, missiles going across the sky. It was back in those Cold War times. And, and, you know, I wanted to find out that I was right with God. And that's that's where I sought that out. And I I came to that realization and and that connection with God. I had an assurance of my salvation. So it was like the Cold War scared the hell out of you, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did, and yeah. I, I think there were times back then where people were thinking about the future of the world, and mm. you know, we need, we had answers, and those answers, those questions are still out there today. But mm. you know, they're not always as pressing, but mm. they're always being asked by many people out there. Mm. Okay, so you became a Christian at fourteen mm. and uh, had a revelation of God. Things yep. changed. Uh, tell us what you did after your schooling and, and, and how your career went from then. Well, after school, I got into the banking and finance side of things, so I started working for one of the major banks in Australia. I spent about six years there and and also worked for a, a big finance company, um, you know, actually helping people get into a lot of debt, so <laughs> you're not always proud of it now, but that's that's what I did. And got to a point where I moved from there into more of the insurance and analyst sort of work, business analyst. So, you know, my whole background was in banking and finance, and, and that really... Uh, led to a point where I, I suppose after you know twelve years of doing that, I started asking questions of God: What what am I here for? What have you got for me to achieve in life? Mm. And you know, uh, a lot of people right now listening, I sh- I'm sure, are thinking, you know, I've got bills up to my ears. I've got so many bills. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, uh, tell us about what Christians Against Poverty does and how you can help those that are listening. Basically, Christians Against Poverty works in empowering the church to go out into their communities to actually help people be released from debt. Now, this is not just, I've got a credit card and I don't know what to do. Well, it may be actually, but it's about people who are are really struggling 
uh, and they're, you know, they may be in arrears with their mortgages, they may not be, you know, paying their rental payments, and, you know, they're behind in their bills, and they've got debt. And how do you get out of debt? Um, we've built great systems in the UK, and we brought them to Australia, great systems that help people actually uh, get out of debt. And so CAP is really a debt management charity, and we're doing something that no one else is doing in Australia in helping people get out of debt. So I come to you and say, look, I'm behind on my mortgage. I'm, these are my credit card bills. I'm, you know, mm. This is my wage. What do I do? Do I give them all to you and you pay them all? Is that the deal? Well, no. What, <laughs> what we'll do is we'll come sit down with you in your home yeah. and we'll discuss where you're at with your finances. We'll put together a plan of attack. So we'll put together a whole budget, a whole financial plan uh, of what you have to do. And then we will we'll send that to Newcastle. We've got a, a head office that just focuses on providing solutions for our clients. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, we will actually give you an amount that you have to pay towards your debts. And we'll negotiate with the creditors. We'll so you'll actually contact the people yeah. I owe money to yeah. and this person's going through this process, we're going to pay this amount. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's gold. <laughs> yeah, well, basically, if you've got five to ten credit cards and personal loans and they're all ringing you and they all want their money, the challenge is who do you pay? Yeah. And the ones who are unsecured know they're not going to get their money unless they jump up and down. Yeah. And, and they won't. Mm. And so they harass you and they ring you and they're on the phone when you get home from work and during the tough times when all the kids want to be fed, you know, that's mm. when they ring. Mm. And so we will, we will come in on behalf of our clients and we'll say, no, don't talk to them. You commit to working with us. We'll negotiate with the creditors. We'll try and get interest charges stopped and so on to help you get a definite repayment term. And the banks love us. That's fantastic. Now, just yeah. on that, you've just hit a raw nerve for me. Yeah. So I've got a credit card that I'm trying to pay off. I'm mm. actually down to only one credit card. I finally paid off my car recently. Great. I did a uh, Crown Financial Ministries course with Wes here a few years ago, mm. and, and I've had this vision to be debt-free. Anyway, so I, every now and then I go over on my credit card, and I get this $35 mm. over-limit over fee mm. probably every three or four months. And every time I do it, I think, why did I pay it off in time? Yeah. Can you negotiate with banks to get those things refunded or... Yeah, when someone comes to us, usually is the case that they can't make the minimum payments. Mm. Okay, now if you can't make the minimum minimum payments, you will get charged fees. Mm. We, when clients work with us, they have to be willing to, in some ways, accept getting a black mark against their credit rating because the only way they can get out of debt is by paying what they can afford. Uh, and that's where we'll sit down and work that out. We will negotiate with the banks. We'll, we'll ask them to stop charges and fees. They're sometimes a bit slow at doing that. Sometimes they're really quick. And eventually we get to a point where we can actually negotiate those terms as well with the banks. So we have a lot of success in doing that. Ross, tell us some of the stories. Like I know I've referred a number of people to CAP over the years. Mm. And I was telling you before, I just had a, a lady come to me who, who just rejoiced with her because she's paid her registration on time for the first time in many years. And that was a big thing for her. Mm. No doubt you've got many more stories of clients that have been changed and helped because of CAP. Tell us some of those. I know uh, local to uh, Brisbane, we had a, a lady, she was 76 when she came to us. And... And, you know, 76 and you've gone into debt because of your your son's business and you were a guarantor and she was determined to pay the debts. Now, we, we helped this lady and after, by the time she was 79, she was debt-free. Mm-hmm. And she also became a Christian and she really got connected with God and for her that was just such a special thing in her life. Um, and then we got a, a man from, you know, 
Sydney, who is a recent client of ours, been living in his car for three or four weeks um, because he can't pay his debts, he's been kicked out of his home, and, and this is common causes. And then uh, another man um, from Western Sydney, um, I won't, I'm not saying their names um, just to keep a bit of privacy, but um, son dying of cancer, um, wife has left him and struggling to keep the house um, payments made. Uh, these are the common things we face. These aren't people who are not wanting to pay their debts. These are people facing terrible circumstances which are causing them to struggle. And we see it time and time again. Debts, sometimes with people owing up to $100,000 or more on credit cards and personal loans. And some of us might ask, how can that happen? But in this day and age, it's not hard to, to find yourself in that place. Particularly because the banks are so easy to give credit, although they've cut back a lot now. Mm. I know a lot of our clients I have there, they can't borrow money at the moment. Mm. But uh, but in days gone by, you could, and it was very easy. You, I mean, I know how many credit cards offers I get in the mail every week, and they're still coming through. Um, doing that, so it's it's easy to get. To Definitely, get. it's easy to get, and and it, it is too easy yeah. and I think that we need to you know our banks need to be responsible lenders and they need to also be helping people who are finding themselves in these circumstances now you're called Christians Against Poverty yeah. um, but I noticed on your website it, it says you know you don't have to be a Christian to be helped <laughs> no actually we are a ministry that or a charity that actually works in conjunction with Christians basically so we work with the church and the church goes out and helps people in their community. Mm. And probably 80% of our clients are non-Christian. Mm. And you find a lot of them become Christians? Tell, tell, us, tell us how that happens. Yeah, we, we're, we're very open to, to sharing our faith. Mm. You know, we believe that God, you know, God's put us here for a reason. And, you know, one of our mandates is to get people debt-free. But we don't feel that we've really succeeded if, if that's all that happens. Mm. We want to share our faith and, you know... No one. We don't force anyone to hear that. We, you know, people can say that they don't want to, but there's so many people who are searching, mm. and a lot of our clients are searching for answers, mm. and we'll be there to give those answers if possible. Mm. And tell me, uh, you know, there might be people listening now that are thinking, you know, this is interesting. Mm. This guy's talking about sharing his faith and people becoming Christians. Uh, there might be people listening now that don't have a relationship with God. Mm. What would you say to them about how they would take the the step to uh, give their life to God? I think sometimes we complicate life and we look at all the things around us and say, this is a reason why I would talk about God. This is a reason why I wouldn't. When it comes down to it, if God is real, then you don't need to talk to anyone else. You just need to ask him to show himself. And I believe if you're listening to this program and, and asking those questions, God will show himself to you. Just ask him. Some people are afraid. They're afraid that he will actually show up, mm. <laughs> you know. But that my experience is when I, when I speak to people and they're saying, well, that's great for you, Ross, you've had an experience. And I say, well, that's true. I have had an experience. So you need to ask God yourself. And it's, you know, that takes away the, the human factor, so to speak. Mm. But just ask him. Ask him to show himself to you. Mm. Mm. Well, that's good news, mate. Um, now, uh, what are the other ways that people can support Christians Against Poverty? Um, people can uh, volunteer, get their church involved. What, what are the things we can do to help? Well, because we work with churches, um, we, we need Christians to rise up and say, you know, this is a problem in society we want to make a difference about. We need, we need people volunteering, but we need to partner with churches. Okay, Ross, my church wants to get involved in CAP. 
what do we do? First thing to do would be to contact CAP uh, and come to one of our partner days. Now, we do these regularly in uh, Newcastle, Sydney, um, Brisbane, uh, Melbourne. When I say regularly, uh, that's probably random times throughout the year. Um, but we want to connect with church leaders. And if you've got a passion for this, um, we want your, you and your pastor to have a passion for this, to reaching your community. Um, so we want you to come and talk to us. Um, and we have uh, a team of people who are, are there to actually connect with churches and to show them how we can actually help them build a cat ministry in their church. So from a church perspective, we're always conscious of uh, our people and taking up their time. How much time does it, it, it take for a local church and what would what kind of resources would a local church need? Yeah, great question. Uh, there's two ways basically to get involved with CAP at this moment. Uh, the first way is to start, and this is where all our churches start, in, is in doing CAP money. CAP money is, I, I, you know, I could say revolutionary, but it's really a simple three-week program of, of teaching people a system of managing their budgets. It's not just about you know, having a budget. It's about how do you make a budget work? How do you make it in this day and age work? And we've systemized that. We've learned from the years of experience of CAP, and we've put it into a three-week program. We will train churches and their people to run these uh, courses in their community and in their church. So that's that's the first way. That means that three people from your church can get trained as what we call a money coach. Um, so that's the first way you could get involved. And that involvement is as long as it takes to run your courses. Um, every you know you might run it one every three months or every six months, and they take three weeks each time you run them. Another way is to actually open a cap center. This is this is a real ministry into the poorest people in your community who are in debt. Uh, this is going out into the homes of people. Now, you want people in your church who are actually committed and have time available during the week to regularly commit to this. Um, so they might be people paid on staff at the church, or they might be volunteers who have time to to get up and 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 to give you know a few days into this type of ministry. And that's something that we partner with churches on, and you know we have a process that we will engage with your church on to reach and to get to to that level. How many CAP centres do you now have around Australia? We have about 22 CAP centres from Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Newcastle, uh, out as far west as Dubbo and down to Canberra. Um, We want to be opening 20 uh, CAP centres in the next year. Our vision is to have 300 CAP centres in the next 15 years. So we've got a lot of work to do and we're looking for churches who are really wanting to get out and reach their communities. One of my favourite scriptures in the Bible in Proverbs is Go to the ant, you sluggard. Mm. Consider his ways and be wise. Mm. <laughs> uh, actually learned it from a Steve Apparana song when I was younger. Anyway, that's not <laughs> true. But um, you think about it. Ants work hard. Yeah. Uh, they're not sluggards. They mm. do a lot of work and they get themselves a lot of buildings and, and all sorts of things happening mm. in the ant world. <laughs> mm. Anyway, we need to learn from ants. And if we want to get out of debt, we need to work hard. Yeah. Uh, we need to be wise. We yeah. need to uh, really work hard at things. Now, in the States, there's a guy named Dave Ramsey, mm. uh, who is a, a you know, well-known Christian uh, financial guru on TV and radio. And I heard him speak recently, and he said there's two ways to pay off your debts. He said, firstly, you've got to have a plan. That's, that's the bottom mm. line. He said, but what you do is you list out all your debts. And he said, some people say you pay off the debts with the highest interest first. Some people say you pay off the smallest debts first. And he said, I know mathematically it doesn't work. 
But I always encourage people to pay off the smallest de- debts first because when you pay off a debt, a credit card or a shop card mm. or a something, it's like you get this buzz of like, you can do it. Mm. You, know? mm. <laughs> you can, and, and then you tackle the next biggest one, then the next mm. biggest one. What's your advice on that? Do, do you have a particular – do you do it mathematically? Or? <laughs> uh, I mean, when we work with clients, we, we have an approach where we treat all creditors fairly yeah. and we'll give them all an equal – um, cut of the pie, so to speak. Okay. Um, now, there's no doubt that someone paying off small debts first will give them a greater motivation. I, I wouldn't disagree. If that's the what motivates you, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, the worst case that can happen is you can take a little bit longer to do it. But yeah. if you do it, you'll do it. That's you know, right. it's yeah. almost like if you create the culture, you will pay your debts off. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of people have weird and wonderful schemes of how they are doing things, um, which the only scheme you really need is discipline. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, yes, you've got to apply some smarts to that, but it doesn't matter how great a system you have, if you don't set in place the discipline and the system to actually make it happen, yeah. it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, so if it works for you that you pay off a few small debts and that encourages you to keep going, then go for it. Yep. If you want to apply an equal approach and pay off the highest interest first yeah. and that gives you motivation, then do that. Um, that probably will save you some money yeah. as long as you consistently yeah. do that as well. And the other big thing that Dave Ramsey talks about is the importance of tithing. Yeah, that you uh, sow into the kingdom of God and into the into the church and mm. uh, the work of the Lord, and and that will be a key to getting out of debt as well. Is that something that that you guys teach as well? Or? We, I mean, we don't actually teach on tithing. We mm-hmm. do believe absolutely believe in tithing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so if we have a Christian client come to us, we won't try and teach them a different way to what they believe in their church. Although we do believe the blessing of tithing. Yeah. Um, we when we deal with creditors, we deal with them in a way that doesn't. You know, we we have to be careful because we're using. You know, it's creditors' money and yeah. so on, and there's been a promise to repay. Yeah. But in saying that, I do believe that. Christians, if you, you know, if you put God first, you yeah. will benefit from that as yeah. well. Yeah. The only thing I would have to say is that in this day and age, people can, you know, be drawn into giving big sums of money without actually sacrificing or stewarding what they have. Mm-hmm. You know, God's not interested in a gift from your credit card yeah. if it's a gift of debt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people give from their credit card, but. They actually, that's not from debt. It's just a way of paying. Yeah. I haven't got a problem with that. But I think we have to be careful this day and age that we're not, you know, we're not over-enticed into giving mm. without having the ability to, to support that. You know, the Bible says to give willingly from from what you have. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I'll always encourage people to tithe and mm. to be generous. Mm. But be good stewards as well. Yeah, that's you good. Know, Absolutely. You know, if you want to give a big gift, then go without something. Yeah, yeah. Because that's how you're going to actually support that gift. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. All right. Now, if people are listening and they want to get in contact uh, with Christians Against Poverty, what's the website and best way to contact? Yeah, the website is www.capos.org. That's C-A-P-A-U-S-T. Uh, so that's great. You can find out all our contact details there. Mm-hmm. We have a 1300 number for clients, which is 1300 227 That's 1300 CAP000, if okay. you like those letters. <laughs> good, good, yeah. Uh, and we have all our contact numbers there as well. You know, please feel free to call us. And our 1300 number will put you in contact with a local center if there's one near you. Yeah. And if not, then we'll see if we can find out some way, other way of helping you. Wonderful. And, of course, there'll be a link there from the historymakersradio.com website as well. Yeah, great. Well, Ross, I reckon you're a history maker, mate. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. God bless. Thanks, Ross. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. 
If you'd like to download this interview, just go to www.historymakersradio.com. There you can also find links to Facebook and Twitter, and also you can make a donation if you'd like. All emails will be greatly appreciated. History Makers.